Hey friend, welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, your show for creating healthy habits that last in partnership with God. We are freshly into this new year, and I imagine many of you have set the intention to eat clean and make healthier choices this year. In today's episode, I'm going to bring clarity to what it even means to eat clean. I'll offer some simple steps you can take to begin eating clean, and I'm going to be addressing some of the biggest hindrances that I have seen working with my clients to making healthy choices when you're just genuinely trying to eat better. So without further ado, let's get to it. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. As a reminder, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Naval Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions. Eating clean and making healthy choices are most powerful when we're doing it as a part of our faithfulness to Jesus. Not only that, but we create healthy habits that last when we partner with God. I have a resource for you that my team and I created specifically to start you off on the path of healthy choices in step with Jesus. It's the five-day sugar fast devotional where I go into detail on fasting, how to do a sugar fast, and how to take this experience and use it to continue what you've created during your fast. There are recipes and most importantly, five devotionals that you will go through during your five-day sugar fast that are meant to bring you closer to God and to reveal how interested he is in supporting you in your healthy habits. Those who've gone through this devotional found themselves encouraged, more energized, and more confident in what's possible for them in their health when they partner with God. You can get this devotional totally free at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash sugarfast. I'm going to be really intentional with how I break this down today, and I want to start by sharing my heart behind this. As I've shared many times, my desire is to see the bodies that comprise the body of Christ 
healthy and well, unhindered by disease and able to live out their God-given callings with energy and vitality. In the United States, chronic disease, inflammation, decreased energy, decreased movement, pain, aches, and obesity are things that people expect to experience as they age, as if it's inevitable. These do not have to be the guaranteed experience of everyone as they age. Yes, there are factors that are outside of our control, but just because we can't control everything, which shouldn't be news to anyone, (laughs) doesn't mean we should abandon any intentionality with our health. And just because most people currently expect a decline in their health doesn't mean that you should. And what we eat has a major role in our health outcomes as we age. Because of this, it is very important to know what food is actually healthy for your body. It is only when we know what's true about what benefits our body nutritionally that we can make that we can then make choices that serve our health and well-being. The problem is there is so much information out there on what is healthy and what isn't. It's tough to discern what's true. Most people are trying to eat well and are working with advice and information that just isn't actually helpful. I can't tell you how many times I've had someone tell me, I don't know what, or I, they, sorry, they tell me, I know what to do. I just need to do it. But then when they tell me what they think they need to do, I'm like, no, wait, please don't do that. You're going to make it worse. So I'm going to talk about some foundational concepts that are important to know in understanding clean and healthy eating. But first, I want to address another big problem. And that is once someone learns what's healthy, many of us are inclined to adopt a perfectionist mentality that can lead to a less known eating disorder called orthorexia, where you basically just become obsessed with trying to eat perfectly healthy. It's definitely born out of the all or nothing mentality. It's an extreme of taking things too far in the pursuit of health. You might be dancing the line of orthorexia if You find yourself obsessed with food quality and you feel anxious or depressed if you don't eat according to what you deeply believe to be the healthiest option. While it's important to try and opt for quality as much as possible, it's nearly impossible to always consume grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic meats and vegetables. Nearly every restaurant is going to have conventional meats and produce, which means They're not organic. They're not pasture-raised. They're not grass-fed. It's very rare, in fact, to find a restaurant that is using organic or grass-fed options when you eat out. And I, while I definitely encourage my clients to cook most of their meals at home, I am personally not opposed to going out to eat. And I know that when I go out to eat, those ingredients are not the quality that I would prefer, certainly not what I would you know, choose for myself cooking at home. However, I'm not going to compromise the experience of going out to eat with friends and family or even enjoying how delicious those non-organic options are. And you maybe could be struggling with orthorexia. There's another indicator that you're taking quality and clean eating too far by 
getting really rigid in your eating and you end up avoiding those social gatherings. You won't, you don't want to go to restaurants. You don't want to go to a get together with friends or family because you know that the food isn't going to be up to the standard you're trying to pursue. But the reality is a, a big part of creating a sustainable, healthy lifestyle is having room for real life and not fearing an unplanned meal or a meal that's deemed unhealthy based on the standards that you're trying to uphold. And friend, fear is not from God. Fear doesn't need to be a part of our health journey. And this is a big reason why one of the core pillars in my approach is to be vision driven. We are driven by what health can be based on God's calling and goodness. We are not driven by fear or by perfection. And that's something, sometimes another symptom of going too far in the pursuit of health. There's a fear of disease and there's this desire to become immortal, immortal and untouchable. And it's almost this sense that because you're eating perfectly, you should be beyond getting sick or struggling with disease. You kind of have the mentality that if you do it right, you shouldn't have those issues. And ideally, yeah, if we take good care of our bodies and eat well, the hope is that we remain healthy and well, that you know we're able to reduce inflammation and combat the things that lead to disease. At the same time, we are a part of a broken world where sickness and disease exist. We cannot control our genetics or oftentimes our environment, which probably plays the largest role in affecting our health and those negative outcomes that sometimes occur. And actually, what can be one of the biggest detriments to our health is stress. Stressing about eating perfectly and not getting sick can actually cause you to get sick. (laughs) The most important thing to remember is that we are called to steward our bodies, to take care of what God has given us. We want to be battle ready, to be able to have the emotional, mental, and physical fortitude to do what God has called us to do. At the same time, we don't fear death. This life is the beginning. It is but a vapor. It is not our real home. Jesus said himself that we will experience hardship, but that we can also take heart because he's already overcome this world. No matter what we face, whether sickness, suffering, or disease, financial lack, emotional turmoil, we still have hope and we have an eternity of joy and love and perfect health. Amen? I hope you're amening with me on that one. (laughs) And it's because we want others to know about this hope and this incredible loving God that we take care of our well-being. So with that, I want to give you some tips on how to eat clean. There's a long intro on getting to eating clean because I want you to know how to eat well so you can be healthy so that your health is supported for the sake of the kingdom. And I want you to really keep that in mind as I move forward on this process, because again, I don't want anybody falling into that perfectionist mentality. And I imagine if you ask five different people 
what clean eating means, you'd probably get five different answers. There'd probably be some overlap, but I doubt there'd be a full consensus. In fact, if especially once you get more into the details of like, okay, like what do you what do you eat for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? What do you, you know, what kinds of things do you eat? I think there'd start to be some deviation on what it really looks like to to eat clean. Uh, and honestly, in fact, if I were to ask myself from five years ago, Robin five years ago, I and to to ask myself, hey, what's what's clean eating? I honestly think I'd give a different answer back then than I would today. And so it's also really important that we remain open to learning and growing. What you know we felt was the ultimate healthiest way to eat and live may turn out to not be the best focus, whether that's based on how your own body responds to it, based on new research that comes out. But what I'm offering you today are meant to be some basics that you can build upon. So with all that said, are you ready for the top tip for eating clean and healthy? Are you sure? (laughs) It's kind of funny doing a podcast where you just, you know, I mean, I'm talking to you, but I don't get to hear you respond. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so you've probably already heard this. The top tip is to eat whole foods, single ingredient foods, meat, vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, dairy. The more whole foods, the better. Now, of course, within whole foods, there is the quality dynamic. And I'm not talking about the grocery store whole foods, by the way. I'm talking about foods that are whole. (laughs) Hopefully that makes sense. In the Healthy Weight Loss Academy and in my Sustainable Health one-on-one program, I teach my clients the good, better, optimal spectrum. I went over this in episode 13 when I talked about how to read food labels. If you haven't already, I highly recommend you check out that one. And you can actually get the food label reading guide along with the good, better, optimal guide that I'm going to go over here in a moment by going to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash label guide. But for this episode, I'm going to go over the good, better, optimal page again, because it's relevant to clean eating. So based on your unique goals and vision, you may choose one of these categories more than the other. Truth is, most of us aren't going to be eating optimal 100% of the time. Most people are going to be between good and better for a majority of their meals. I include the optimal on this spectrum because I want you to know what has the potential to serve your body and health goals in the greatest capacity. It is something to work towards when you can. So notice none of these options are called (laughs) not good enough or bad. It is a spectrum of options that can benefit your body and bring you health. They all are beneficial. So All three of these are meant to focus on eating real food, making sure to include plenty of protein, and being inclusive of a variety of whole food options, including vegetable and fruits, so that you can have that diversity in nutrients. In the good category, right, the, I don't even want to use the word lowest, but the farthest to the left of the spectrum is called good. So it's not the worst or bad. It is, we're starting at good here. (laughs) Okay. So in the good category, you have non-organic whole foods or quote unquote conventional food, meaning it's kind of the standard baseline for food production. And these whole foods still include meat, eggs, dairy, veggies, fruits, nuts, 
and and whole grains. So you can get this food from restaurants, pre-made meals, or even fast food options where you're able to select those whole foods. All of those places, they they use single ingredients. And I really want you, I know I'm probably beating a dead horse, horse with this, but this is good. In the name of eating clean and perfect, this option can often be viewed as bad or unhealthy. Now, it's not better or optimal because there are some drawbacks. Conventional meat is raised with antibiotics and hormones, and there can be other things injected in it that can have a negative impact in your body. And non-organic produce has pesticides and herbicides and can be genetically modified, all of which can also have negative impacts. However, people hear that sometimes and think, oh, I can't ever have non-organic, but it's better to have non-organic whole foods than to continue just eating processed foods. And so this is where I hope you can see where you want to really abandon that all or nothing mentality. It's like, hey, let's let's make some good choices. Let's work with what we have here. I honestly would much rather someone learn to eat whole foods, even if it's not organic or if they get it from a restaurant or a fast food place or if it's from a can, than to live off of the packaged ultra processed foods that have a whole bunch of preservatives and artificial ingredients and unhealthy oils and chemicals and other things that can actually create a much larger issue than the the some of those drawbacks from conventionally raised meat or produce. And another reason to listen to episode 13 where I talk about how to read food labels is that there are a lot of seemingly healthy packaged and boxed food items that are actually still going to spike your blood sugar and have other ingredients and whatnot that are going to have a negative impact on your body. So just remember that just because something's gluten-free or dairy-free or says heart-healthy or is even organic does not guarantee that it is good for your body. And honestly, the more <laughs> the more healthy labels are on a product, oftentimes that's when I'm the most weary of it because I'm like, okay, why do you feel the need to make this look so good? And, you know, companies are just, they're trying to sell their product and they prey on your desire to make healthy, clean choices. So they know how to make it sound really good. So you always want to check the ingredients and see what the protein, fat, and carbs are for the product. And you also want to make sure that you see higher protein, lower carbs, and moderate to low fat if you're kind of looking for a macro-balanced item. You don't want to see canola oil, safflower oil, corn oil, or soybean oil on the list of ingredients. And you definitely don't want to see that there is added sugar. Again, I explain all of this in episode 13, and you can also get that label reading guide by going to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash label guide. Alrighty, so that was good, the good category. Now we're moving on to the better category. In the better category, you're still looking for whole foods, but now you're trying to go for organic. You're looking for real foods, and you want to make sure it's not going to spike your blood sugar excessively. There's not a major difference from the good category other than the improvement in quality. So there's actually not that much more to be said about the better option. Um, It simply means that you're trying to go for organic pasture-raised grass-fed. You're trying to cook a little bit more at home. Uh, But the optimal category, so in this one, you are still prioritizing whole foods, but you're, you definitely are looking more for the grass-fed, pasture-raised options. You're maybe even starting to look for local farmers to source your food, your food from. You cook most of your meals and snacks at home in your own kitchen, 
and you eat very little processed food. That is optimal because when we cook it ourselves, we can control the ingredients. It's fresher. There's more nutrients. There's just a ton of benefits. And so, yes, ideally you cook more at home and, you know, there's kind of a different way to play between these different, uh, the spectrum, right? Because maybe you're, you're cooking most things at home, but you aren't able to afford the organic grass-fed options. So you're, you're just doing your best to get the whole foods conventionally. That's fantastic. Maybe that would put you in the better category, right? So there's, there's wiggle room <laughs> in the spectrum. And again, I don't want you to feel like if you aren't hitting the optimal category and on that side of the spectrum, that everything else is just not good enough or not beneficial to you. Cause that's not true. <laughs> um, and I would put myself in the optimal category. However, I've also been at this for over a decade and, I am not perfect, even after all of that time. And I'm also not beyond eating out or enjoying some conventional or packaged foods. In fact, uh, I just this just last night, just yesterday, I bought a beef roast to make for my family that was not organic or pasture raised. I asked the butcher about where they get their meat from. They said it was a local farm. Um, I don't know how big it is. I don't know what their operation looks like. It could have had pesticides or uh, excuse me, it could have had antibiotics or hormones. It said that it was humanely raised. I care about that. The thing I will say is kind of like a <laughs> a caveat. Beef typically is just a generally better quality meat than chicken or pork or other options simply because of the way that their body processes food and toxins and whatnot. So I'm usually okay with getting just standard beef when it makes sense to, um, particularly the price point. I mean, it, it is tough to get stuff that is high quality within the price point. And how at the same time, because my vision is to live until I'm 100 years old with energy and vitality to play with my great-great-grandkids and to continue to serve God in all the ways that he's called me to, it does make sense for me to try to pursue the op- the optimal option as much as possible. I know that by doing so, I am most likely increasing the quality of my life as I age, as well as the length of my life. But again, of course, there's no real way to be sure. I just know that I am stewarding what God's given me to be as ready and able as possible. And at the end of the day, when it comes to food choices and eating clean it's about choosing according to your God-given vision and values. And in case no one has told you today, you have value because God loves you. You are worth taking care of. All of the people that you serve and take care of and put before yourself, if that's what you love to do, all the more reason why you want to make sure you have the energy and vitality to continue to show up for them. If you get nothing else out of this today, my encouragement to you is to focus on eating whole foods and cooking at home. Those two things will make a major difference in your health and how you feel. I hope this has been helpful in clarifying what it means to eat clean. I hope it sheds some light on how you can begin to make healthier choices. And as always, I would love to hear your thoughts and your questions. And you can connect with me by emailing me at visiondrivenhealth at gmail.com. Otherwise, check out the food label guide that I mentioned. Check out the sugar fast. If you want hands-on support with this process, you can always check out visiondrivenhealth.com slash course for the Healthy Weight Loss Academy. Otherwise, I look forward to talking with you 
next time. Be blessed. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcast and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week. Again, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Mabel Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions.